Hi, I'm Pastor Lisa. I hope that you've been enjoying our service so far. I'm excited to share with you a new series that I've entitled The God Series. We serve such an awesome and mighty God, but I think sometimes we need to be reminded of the fact that He is a personal and intimate God, one who cares about every detail of our lives, who wants to be involved in every aspect of it, and who desires to have a relationship with each one of us. Throughout this series, we'll be looking at different aspects of the one God who we serve. You're probably familiar with the story of Abraham and Sarah. And so if you're not, then make sure that you take some time to read it for yourselves. But I'll summarize a little bit of it for you. Abraham and Sarah were chosen to be descendants, to have a great nation, to have all of these descendants. But the only problem was they had no children. God promised them that he would give them a child. And so they waited, they were patient, but after a while that became impatient. And so Sarah decided to give her maidservant, whose name was Hagar, to her husband Abraham to try to have a child through her. While Hagar did become pregnant and have a child, it only caused things to get worse and not better. You see, Sarah became very jealous and upset about the fact that Hagar was pregnant and she wasn't. And so it caused a big problem because she tried to help God out. Well, we see that after a while of waiting longer, God fulfilled his promise to Sarah and Abraham. Sarah became pregnant and she gave birth to a son, Isaac. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Genesis chapter 21? And we'll start the story from verse 8. Genesis chapter 21, starting at verse 8, says, The child grew and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar, the Egyptian, had borne to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly, because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the maidservant into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about a bowshot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. 
So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for this time that we can share together online. We thank you for the truth that is contained in your holy word and for the fact that your word is active and living and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so, God, we pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you. We pray that your Holy Spirit would come and would speak to us and that you would move us, O oh God, change us and transform us. And may you help us, O oh God, to indeed hear from you and to do what we need to do. And so, God, we thank you for this time. May you bless this message and speak to us through your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Abraham, after learning about what Sarah wanted him to do, was distressed. He was distressed about the whole situation. On the one hand, he wanted to keep his wife happy. But on the other hand, Ishmael was also his son. And so he wasn't sure what he should do. But in verses 12 and 13, we see that God assures Abraham that they will be okay. He assures Abraham that he will take care of him. It says, but God said to him, do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the maidservant into a nation also, because he is your offspring. You see, God wanted Abraham to know that they were going to be okay. That it was because of Abraham that God was going to bless Ishmael also, because he was Abraham's offspring, and he was going to take care of him. So in Abraham sending them away, he could do it with a clear conscience, knowing that they were not just going to die in the wilderness, but that God would provide some way and would take care of him. You see, God hears the prayers of his people. God hears the prayers of his people. Abraham was God's people. And today, as Christians, we are God's people. We are the family of God. And even though Abraham may not have prayed a formal, long, drawn-out prayer, God hears the cries of our hearts, and he heard the cry of Abraham's heart. In that moment of distress, in that moment of despair, God knew and heard how Abraham was feeling. In Exodus chapter 3, God told Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people. He says that I have heard them, that is the Israelites, crying out because of their slave drivers. You see, God is a personal and intimate God. He is involved in our lives and in every aspect of our lives. And he hears his people when they call upon him. He hears us when we call upon his name. And so we may wonder sometimes, does God hear me? The answer is yes, he does. 
God hears your prayer and he hears my prayer. We serve a God who neither slumbers nor sleeps, a God who is aware of all of our needs. God is so in love with his creation that he desires to hear from us, especially his children, and he is ready to help us. Psalm chapter 91 verse 15 says, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. When we call upon God, he hears us and he's able to help us. So Abraham may not have prayed a formal prayer, may not have even prayed a proper prayer, but yet God knew what he was thinking, God knew what he was going through, and God knew how he felt. We don't always have to prayer, pray long, drawn-out prayers. There's a time and place for intimacy and proper prayer time and a proper prayer life. But God wants to hear from us all the time. He wants to hear from us constantly, not just one time of day or one time of week and a formal setting. He wants to constantly hear from his people. And he hears the cries of their hearts as well. The Bible tells us to pray continually or pray without ceasing. And it's important for us to constantly be in communication with God. My fiance and I often communicate throughout the day through phone calls and text messages. Sometimes we'll call each other to tell each other something funny that we saw or that happened. Sometimes it'll be a message about reminding um, the other of something that needs to be done or needs to be picked up or just checking in or just saying how we feel. I'll often tell him about crazy dreams that I had or he'll often tell me about stories from work or whatever it may be. But we are in constant communication with each other throughout the day. That's what God desires from us, his children. He desires for us to be praying continually. That means throughout the day. That means just talking to him. He wants to know our worries and our fears. He wants to know what makes us happy and what gets us excited. He wants to know about our insecurities and our limitations. God wants to hear about everything that's going on in our lives, and he wants us to constantly communicate with him because he hears the prayers of his people. That's what it means, constantly communicating with God, telling him what's going on in our lives, how we feel, what's happened. He wants to hear from us. So Abraham sent Sarah, he sent uh, Hagar and Ishmael away to wander in the desert. There was only one problem. The problem was that there were limited amount of water and food with them. And so once that had run out, that was it. Well, that's exactly what did happen. Eventually, after wandering around in the desert and just walking around in the extreme heat, they became dehydrated. The water was gone and there was nothing left. And so they were in a bad situation. Hagar knew what was about to happen. She knew that they were both going to die. It was just a matter of time. Can you imagine how Hagar would have felt? A mother watching her child sit there, 
her feeling helpless and hopeless, knowing that all there is is for them to die. There's no water around, there's no food, there's nowhere to get those items. And all there is to do is to sit and to wait for them to die. She felt so alone probably in those moments that all she could do was just put her son under the bush and look away because she couldn't bear to watch her child just sit there and die. She couldn't bear to just watch her son die knowing that there's nothing that she can do about it. Knowing that there's no way to help him. Knowing that there's no way for her to change the situation. Have you ever been in a situation in your life where you've felt like Hagar in that moment? Where you've just felt helpless and hopeless? Where you just knew there's nothing that you can do in this moment to change things? There's nothing that you can do to change the situation or to make it better. It's out of your control and there's no way that you can help it. Well, I'm sure that you've been in situations like that. But it's a reminder for us that even in the midst of those situations where we are not in control, where we cannot change the situation, where it's out of our hands, that we serve a God who is still in control. We serve a God who is still able, that there is nothing that is not within God's control and God's power and what he is able to do. So Hagar felt alone. She felt afraid. She felt helpless. But notice in verse 17 what happens. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. You see, God hears the prayers of everyone. He hears the prayers of everyone. People often ask me if I would pray for them. And while I'm happy to pray for and with people, I also make it my duty to help them to understand that even if I pray for them, God hears their prayer just as well as he hears mine. God's not going to listen to me and ignore you. He hears the prayers of everyone. Sometimes we may think that God hears only certain people and he ignores others, but God hears the prayers and the cries of everyone, even the cry of a little boy. We see that Ishmael was crying and God heard his cry and God reached out because he heard the cry of a child. God is a God who hears us, whether we are his people or not. That means whether we are Christian or not. I want you to really notice something significant. Hagar was Sarah's maidservant, or in other words, her slave. In Genesis chapter 6, we're told that Hagar was an Egyptian. That means that Hagar didn't serve the same God that Abraham and Sarah served. Egyptians were known to have many gods and even serve idols, yet God heard her and her son and was concerned about them. God hears the prayers of everyone. He says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He hears 
all of our prayers. He desires to hear from us. He desires for us to call upon him, for we know that he is able to help us. So God asked this woman, what's the matter? Obviously, God already knew what the matter was. He knew what the situation was, but he wanted Hagar to tell him the situation. In doing so, Hagar could really let it sink in that she was no longer in control, that the situation was beyond her, that there was nothing that she is now able to do to help. Yet, he asks her, what is the matter? So that as she verbally expresses that, it can reinforce force the fact that even though she can't do anything about it, he can, and he is able to. You see, God not only hears us, but he also wants to help us. He not just hears us and knows what our needs are, but he wants to help us. He desires to take action, to actually do something about our situation. He says in verses 18 to 20, lift the boy up, and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. And then he directs her to where to go to get water and give it to the boy. God wasn't about to let them die. He wasn't going to. He not only heard them, but he was willing to help them as well. You see, it's one thing to hear about someone's need, but it's another thing to actually do something about that need, to actually put our faith into action. The Bible tells us that faith without works is dead, that if we don't put our faith into action, what good is it? You see, I can hear about someone who doesn't have groceries and I can tell them that I'll pray for them, or I can hear about that need and I can actually go and buy some grocery items and give it to them. I can hear about someone whose spouse just died and left them alone with four children and I can tell them that I'll pray for them, which is good. Or I can actually go out of my way and offer to babysit or pick up groceries or run errands or drop over a meal or do something that can help that person out. I can hear about someone who doesn't have a car and needs to get to a doctor's appointment and tell them that I'll pray for them and hope that their situation works out. Or I can offer to give them a ride to that appointment and help them in that way. I can hear about someone who's lonely and tell them I'll pray for them. Or I can be a friend to them and help them. I can hear about someone who's struggling to find a job or... I can actually see if I know anybody who has a job opening and try to connect them to that person. You see, unless we actually try to do something, we're not putting our faith into action. We're not actually going out of our way to practice what we preach, in a sense. And you may be saying to yourself, well, I can't always meet those needs. I can't help everyone who has a need, and that is understandable. I understand that. But there are times where we do hear about needs where we can meet them. And there are other times where we hear about needs that maybe we can't meet, but we may know someone who can. And it's important that we try to do our best to not have the attitude to say, well, someone else will help, or that's not my problem, or I'm just glad I'm not in that situation, but to actually look at others 
and see them from how God sees them and says, you know what, my brother or my sister needs something and I'm gonna go out of my way to help them. God not only hears us, but he wants to help us. And not only does he want to help us, but he wants us to help others. We are the hands and feet of Christ. And that means it is our responsibility as Christians to be God's hands and feet in this world, to give, to love, to show, to teach, to do that which is of Christ. He wants us to be that example. He wants us to help. And so it's important for us to remember that he is the God who hears us. He is the God who hears the prayers of his people, the God who hears the prayers of everyone, and the God who not only hears us, but wants to help us. I want you to understand that God is sovereign and he can choose to answer whoever's prayer he chooses and he sees fit. But scripture also tells us that God doesn't always answer prayers the way we expect him to or the way that we desire him to for several reasons. And he knows why, even if we don't. The bottom line is this. God desires to hear from us and he desires to have a relationship with us. He loves us so much that he couldn't bear to just sit there and watch us suffer, that he decided to do something about our needs because he not only hears us, but he wants to help. And so what he did was put into action his love for us by sending his son Jesus to this earth to die in our place. God came to earth in the person of Jesus. He not just heard, not only heard us, but he came to help us. He came to this earth. My question to you is, have you received that forgiveness, that salvation, that promise of eternal life that Jesus died to give us? If not, then today can be that day where you know for certain that you are bound for heaven, where you make that decision to trust in Jesus and that you know that you are forgiven of your sins. Today can be that day that you decide to do that. If you're ready to make that decision today to trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord, then I wanna take a moment to lead you in a simple prayer. And if this prayer truly desires how you feel, then I encourage you to pray it after me and to pray it with me as you see it on your screen. Dear Lord, thank you for loving me. I admit I am a sinner. I need you and I want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love not based on anything I have done. Cleanse me and make me your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me to live for you, with you in control. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. If you've just prayed that prayer with me, then you have a lot to celebrate. For today, you can be for sure, know for certain, that you are a child of God.
that you are part of the family of God now. And that is exciting news. We want to know that you've made that decision. And so contact us. Let us know. We want to encourage you, give you Bible studies, and walk you through this Christian journey. We want to encourage you on your spiritual journey. No matter what you're going through, you can be certain that God hears you. He hears me. He hears all of us. And he wants to help us. He is the God who hears us. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this reminder that you hear not only your own people, those who we identify as Christians, but you hear all of us because you desire to enter into relationship with each one. And so, God, we thank you that we can call upon the name of Jesus, that we can call upon you and know that you hear us. And so, God, may you hear the prayers of each of your people. May you hear the cries of their hearts. And may you be willing to answer according to your will, your plan and purpose for each of our lives. And so, God, we thank you for this time. And we thank you for what you have done because you not only have told us that you hear us, but you've shown us through your love and through your actions, through your son, Jesus Christ. And so we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for what you've done and for what you will continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.